everybody. Welcome to Soccer Rangers Turbo, a podcast about all the shit you care about. What is that shit that you care about? Puppies, kittens, cosplay, more kittens, tabby kittens, orange kittens, calico kittens, tuxedo cat kittens, conventions, and nerd them in general, and nerdy kittens. I'm Amy, I'm the Pink Ranger. I'm Robert, I'm, cool. I'm the Red Ranger. Oh, boys. Oh, my God. They just pounce on it. I'm Tyler. Ranger. I'm the Black Ranger. And I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. Guys, you know when you room at hotel at con in a hotel with somebody you've never roomed with before? Yes, and we've had this first, conversation. Yes. That first day where you have to poop. And, like, how do you, like share living space with people who you're not that close with. You know what I mean? You go that's down to so the lobby. That's the answer. You go, is that the respectable thing? What is the etiquette? I know we have commented heavily on Con Connecticut, also Con Etiquette, also Rhode Island. Um, but what is the proper what is the proper protocol? Rob. <laughs> that's a good question. I mean I've always just gone and used the lobby because um Nobody wants to be that guy that stinks up the place. So, but you are like a human being who has human being needs, such as eating and sleeping, which we talked about a lot. But mm -hmm. let's talk about a third topic: number two and number one. Masturbating. Well, I mean, oh, I, <laughs> I mean, uh, if you want, if you wish to delve into that, that is also something I wonder about. It, what you do is you uh, we take a lesson from the uh, uh, majestic bear, and what you do uh, before every con is you forage for sticks and berries, and you eat nothing but that that's high, super high in fiber. And what it does, it turns your butt, your your uh, any of that poop into like this solid cork, just and it just plugs the butt, uh, and then you're good all weekend. You need, you don't even need to poop, but uh, when you get home after con. Uh, you 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 gotta crack that boy open, and it's you're you're gonna have to take uh, a couple days. I, uh, I know you Canadians are half bear, so <laughs> that probably works for you. But us Americans don't have the ability to do that. <laughs> not with also, that attitude. Isn't that, isn't that uh, not self care to just like be constipate yourself for the sake of cosplay and Bears do it. Yeah, Why clearly, if you're half bear, like any Canadian is. At PAX, I was wearing Skipatch from Fate, which is a mesh bodysuit and <laughs> and uh, like leather lingerie bits. And it was so hard to get on, and I had a long way. So I had to take a peeing partner every time to like help me get mostly undressed. And then I could go in and I'd be like, Brianna, Brianna, are you out there? And then they'd help me back in to my stuff. Uh, so I don't know. That was that's something that totally happens. Like, like can't really like, and I'm even flexible than the more flexible than the average bear, but I can't unzip myself fully. You need a partner. Not that outfit. Not not a scratch or yeah. even Samus. I wore Samus, and I was like yeah. mm -mm, in the bathroom for a solid like minute, like doing the Macarena, but backwards. That's a very American thing. White people. <laughs> ah, white people. Isn't the Macarena like Italian, or not Italian? Um, French. French? Is it? 
I I thought it was like a uh, 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 Latin. It's Hispanic. Like, yeah, uh, Hispanic. Yeah. The whole yeah. song's in Mexican. Yes. Spanish. Excuse me. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Yes. I'm just gonna go and refrain from Latin. comment as a white man in this conversation. Take a, the take only a, safe a, thing to do anymore. Uh, I had a really racist patient at work today. Ooh, tell us and more. You know what? His extraction ended up taking two hours, which is not typical because we were digging a root tip out. And I would feel worse if he wasn't a racist. I still felt kind of bad because we were like uh, in his tooth socket for two hours. But uh, and it was gross. It was gross stuff. I'm not I, I have a strong stomach. I take people's teeth out. I help. <laughs> and I helped. Um, but he was like reading this People magazine. While he was waiting, and he was like, Kim Kardashian's having another baby. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't hear about that. I didn't really keep up with the Kardashians. He's like, yeah, man, she really needs to find herself a white man. I was like, what? <laughs> Does that mean she wouldn't be having babies with a white man? Or like, I don't, even, I don't even know. She, I, she's not white either. I don't even. No, she's, no, she's uh, Armenian. Oh. I Wait. mean, he was being Armenian. Is is Armenian? Where is that? Not Eastern Bloc. Where is Armenia? That's like Turkish. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah almost yeah. Mediterranean, but not quite. <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty close to Eastern Bloc. East but it's considered West different. Yeah, no, but I mean, it, it's Mediterranean. I mean, it, this was basically you know the whole of Turkey before the um, well. The Armenian genocide was a really, really bad event. I think we can all agree. And I'm just going to leave it at that because um, the last time I went and schooled somebody on this, I had to go and delete my Facebook. <laughs> That's like a... That's like, I'm just stating facts. Rob, your superpower is saying something that makes me really interested in what you're about to talk about and then not talking about it. I know, right? Talk That's about this outside of it because I have a lot of things to say about Turkey, but things I won't Jesus. go and say on the podcast because people go and use yeah, uh, sandwiches, soups, gravy, social politics with racism, and that is not the same thing. Was it in Turkey that that I that I watched the parliament have a fist fight? I don't know that for a fact, but it wouldn't surprise me. I've heard about things like was, that. But yeah, it was either in like like. Eastern Europe or Turkey? I can't remember which it was. But I remember that distinctively because literally it turned into everybody was jumping over their podiums and beating the crap out of each other. Okay, that sounds almost too crazy for Turkey. In my hometown, we have turkey gangs and they will obstruct traffic. Gangs of 10 to 20 turkeys. <laughs> like turkey turkeys. Like, like actual turkeys. <laughs> Gobbling oh, no. across the cul-de-sac. <laughs> oh, 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 I can't do a turkey impersonation. It's not far off. It's not that bad, but it's also not that good. It's just like all my impressions. But uh, <laughs> just if like, you got context, you know what she's going for. But if it's out of context, it's really racist. Just like my existence in general. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do a good uh, accent, and it was my only one, and I'll do it right now. Uh, <clears throat> you know, this is my accent that I can't really do. But if you know who I'm trying to be... 
might know. Are you trying to do Christopher Walken? <laughs> that's not an accent. It's called an impersonation. Yeah, that's not an accent. That's the person. That's a Christopher Walken is his own. He's his own nationality. He's like Rob. He's his own gender. I'm a quarter Christopher Walken. Excuse you. Aren't we all? A little it's, bit. Uh, uh, it's hard to be mistaken with William Shatner, though. So it's yeah. No, uh, no, because Christopher Walken gets really fast and intense up here on these intense moments, and then he will go into these no, slow explanation pots, and it's a little bit Brooklyn. <laughs> I've watched YouTube videos trying to get this accent down, guys. <laughs> it's like it's like my Sean Connery. Do you know how many times I had to watch The Emperor's New Groove to get an Yzma voice? And I still didn't have it. <laughs> See, it's because you were only watching that. You just needed to watch more stuff with Eartha Kit and you would have been fine. Because that's yeah. all the same voice. <laughs> um, Ernest Scared Stupid. Go watch that one. Uh, I've never seen an Ernest movie. Really? Wow. Yep. God, it's that was some of the best moments of my childhood. Ever. Yeah, did you not have a childhood? <laughs> clearly not. I was born a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> no, uh, the womb angsty. <laughs> Same, but um, no, no, I never saw any of this. I didn't. I didn't like movies with people in them. I only liked cartoons. Like I wouldn't watch anything on Nick at Night. I wouldn't watch anything on Disney Channel. I didn't watch Lizzie McGuire. I would only watch animated things. Yeah, but those are those are TV shows. More animated than most uh, <laughs> cartoons, to be honest. Yeah. What do you mean? Elaborate. Extrapolate. Oh God! Just that that personality of that guy was so animated, so over the top. Like, yes. This this is a character that came from car commercials and managed to go and spawn a series of movies. It is such an insane thing to watch. And in a lot of respects, while not the same kind of humor and definitely not as smart, I mean, the guy's energy level was up there with guys like Robin Williams. Yeah. Just good comedy. They weren't perfect films. They're definitely very juvenile. I bet you they, they hold up, though. You can go back and watch them and still have a good Oh, time. you they do. They totally do. Well, most of them do. There's a few of them. Um, uh, Ernest Goes to Camp is still just as insane as it was as a child. And it yeah. still works somehow. Yeah, Ernest goes to camp. Uh, Ernest, well then, Ernest, Ernest, uh, Ernest scared stupid is like always like the solid yeah. Halloween movie that comes on. So I've seen that one the most. Yeah, uh, and then there's the I Christmas one. I don't remember. That one had that. the highest stakes. The Christmas one? No, no, no. Oh, no. Scared yes. stupid. Yes, that one did. Yeah, was like there that an army one? That one. Sorry, what was that? Was there an army one? Yeah. 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 Who would win in a fight, Ernest or Mr. Bean? Um, I'm I'm going with Ernest on this one. Oh, well, employed snapping turtles to go and fight off uh, hooligans. Yes, he he did. He was very good with contraptions and like as he had multiple home defense things, uh, and it turned into slapstick comedy all the time. But he did have there was method gadget. to the madness. Yes, he had gadgets and things to for protection or for assault. Um, Actually, you know, he was an awful lot like uh, like Wallace in that respect of Wallace and Gromit. 
<gasps> yes, yes, he was a lot like that. Like he had a lot of those contraptions like that. Yeah, just uh, a much more eccentric base personality. Uh, what are those machines called? Uh, Rube, Rube Goldberg. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he did like a lot of that stuff. Um, now, uh, Mr. Bean, he he was like Mr. Magoo. He yeah. had uh, he just had like random luck on his side. Uh, but how do you like quantify luck? Yeah, as a statistic to use in a fight. That's a I'm tough sure one. you could figure a way out. With variables and imaginary numbers and yeah, but that's fractions. like that's like Domino finding out if Domino would win in a fight, and she just always wins because she just statistically always has the best results of things. Um, that's where actually maybe it would be Mister Bean because the thing is with Ernest, he does all this stuff, but ultimately it's always slapstick and he fails. Where Mister Bean does a bunch of failing stuff, but in the very and he always pulls it through. So it's always like close shaves. Uh, but then in the end, Mr. Bean always accomplishes what his task is, where Ernest always normally fails his tasks uh, in a very slapstick, humorous way. To calculate this, we would need to statistically determine the success rate of Mr. Bean and Ernest versus the uh, various... average, ver versus incorporating into our uh, formula their IQs, you know, based on their actions. I think you can cut out the IQs. They're, they're, no, they're both very low. Well. We can't use <laughs> negative numbers. and <laughs> So they have both low IQs, and you just don't have to worry about that. That's not a factor. Don't have to worry about that factor. Yeah, nope. <laughs> no. I'll just put a one. Done. <laughs> <laughs> so if, it, if you times it by anything, it's still the That's same the, yeah the variable remains the same <laughs> the limit does not exist zero divided by zero um well, that'd no, be zero always that would that would ruin the math God, break things cole come on now do your math that's when your calculator says error <laughs> uh so i went to a panel at fanime i think i talked about it yeah mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna repeat myself whatever yeah. about like uh biggest assholes in anime Oh, yes. That had this statistical formula and all the factors were weighted. And some of them to remember was like misogyny, self-centeredness, uh, violent uh, tendencies. It was just amazing. Like, I wish I had these slideshows so I could just like fucking dissect that. Not like I even, like, I understand math and I took like calculus, but <laughs> it's cool. Like, I'm not interested in it, but, you know, make it about anime, like, Find the square root of those opi. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, no. Uh, we were. I get yeah. it. Yeah. We were. We were talking about Pathfinder early, and I, that is just a game that is nothing but um, numbers. Numbers. Oh, it's so it's, much more mathematical than D and D, and then you forget yeah. to like add your modifier. Well, it's also because it's based on an older system of D and D, where D and like. You look back into edition, like into third, third and three point five edition D and D. You find that they're very similar in that regard, and when it comes to math, yeah. I guess I mostly play uh, fifth edition D and D, but I have played three point five, and I don't well, know. If you played, if you played Pathfinder, you basically played three point five. Well, I played Pathfinder for two years. I played Pathfinder the most, uh, but I'm just getting up there with. You know, it has a really interesting system. Uh, and not a lot of math is kind of like um, 
the Star Wars Edge of the Empire ones. Those Edge ones are of the really Empire good. ones. So they have Destiny dice. You oh yes. At the beginning, yeah, and based one. on yeah. how good or bad you are, you get like uh, bonuses. You get you get like some. Yeah. Like override, you know, like luck. It's kind of like a lucky thing. Like, oh, I happen to remember hiking gear or something. You know, it can't be anything that would be too big. Like, oh, I know karate. <laughs> but you would yeah. use up a destiny to die. And then you would flip it to black. So then uh, the DM or GM or FCC or uh, the, the guy, the guy. <laughs> the fate. Uh, the narrator for some of them. The, the storyteller. Oh, God. Um, the man would then, because you flipped it, it's like a coin. It's like a dice, but it's like a coin. And mm-hmm. he would get a, a, another point to use. And then, like, you just have successes and failures. I don't remember what they're called. And then you have, like, an epic success and an epic fail. Uh, I don't know. It was really cool. Yeah. It, yeah. it was interesting. Yeah, we don't use that particular one in the game that we're playing in, but... Uh, no, we played. Uh, we played Star Wars. We played Star Wars Saga, which actually just still had abilities and skill points, and it was a lot like Pathfinder. Uh, we just had a whole bunch of that stuff. Um, no, that's actually a very common um, board game way of doing stats and statistics of like, like having zombie dice. Yeah, uh, like uh, uh, I got two different games of uh, Fallout does that. Betrayal at House on the Hill does that, where you just have a dice, and the dice is got two blanks, two ones, and two twos, and so mm-hmm. it's just a essentially a three sided dice, and then you just kind of roll as a multiple of those to get your whatever statistics you want of them, and that's either you have uh, the averages is like either there's a good result, a bad result, or a neutral result, so. That's yeah. nice too, because then you don't necessarily just succeed or fail. Um, yeah, and then but you I just... guess most things have like at least an epic way. Like you can crit or you can uh, one. You know, you can fail. So like I think most things have a medium or yeah. a range. Yeah, and then it's like with how many dice there are, you you there's always going to be the more of the average one is what's going to happen the most. Uh, what else? Uh, Shadowrun. You guys ever play Shadowrun? In no. whatever multiple facets it has, because I don't know, I've never played it online, and I don't know what its system is online. Because like, there's just a, it's, that's one game that like they just have Shadowrun in every sorts of things. So it has a tabletop game, it has a video game in like a turn-based, uh, ice, not, uh, not isometric, um, yeah, isometric. That's a top-down. Yeah, isometric is right. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking asymmetrical, like uh, other things. Anyways, like isometric. There's a tactics That's based true, game. yes, actually. Um, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's not going to make sense on the podcast. Edit that out. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, top-down, turn-based. Like, um, yeah, they have that kind of game. There's multiple of those. Yes, there is. Um, but what they do is you just have a you do it Shit in a, a, a hit die kind of situation. So you have, um, you do have some math, but all your numbers add up to how many dice you roll. And so you just have a bunch, a crap ton of D sixes mm-hmm. and you just roll them. And then how many of those ones are sixes are, is what counts. So and fives, fives and sixes. The only sixes. thing about that is I don't, the only thing that is like a drawback for these kind of just dice systems if I'm rolling just a d20, I instantly know 
good result, bad result, you know? Like, if I have to, like, calculate, like, I'm always Mm -hmm. sorting my dice. I like the instantaneousness of roll. Oh, or well, yeah, but at the same time, even with that, you're it, I like when it comes to like I've, I've rolled 32 dice at the same time before, it's a different feeling. It's, yeah. it's like you just take your handful of dice and it just feels so cathartic where you just go, Okay, let me see <laughs> how many hits, like, <laughs> and, then you, and then you start counting them out, and you're like, you know, Oh, 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 and, and trust this, me, this, this, this feeling of. <laughs> <laughs> But then you then you have things where you can use like your edge, and then all your sixes explode. So you get a re-roll. They count, and then you get a re-roll them. And so then you can keep getting sixes after sixes after sixes until you run out of sixes. And it's it's just such a fun feeling to have. It's like, okay, let me oh, this is this is a challenging skill, but I'm a good thing I'm good at it. But then just pick up like a handful of dice and just go. And I go, okay, now let me re-roll these ones, and they count still. And then you then you know, and then it's just like, well, I got twenty four hits. Does that make it? And it's, it's normal. That's normally good. That's, that's the funny good. thing. The funny thing being with that though is that you go from big handful of dice to two. Yeah. I don't know though. I don't have one of those little things of dice, so I always like have two d sixes because I I don't know. Oh, that are like. So I'm like just re-rolling over and over. Like even when I do 66, I'm like. Yeah, Uh, I bought a set of 36 that that are the tiny little ones. Those are awesome. I don't know. I'm really particular about my dice. Uh, I only buy my dice at con uh, because I feel like I roll better because they are infused with the positivity of the experience that I've just had. And And if you had a bad experience? Well, you know. Then the dice get I just don't buy uh, dice at the con that you go to. And then that kind of takes care of the cons that I have bad experiences. Yeah, at. yeah, no, the, my dice, the <laughs> dice would be super great, and you, you don't want to be over OP. That'd be no. Fun. Yeah. His yeah. dice are broken. Uh, my dice I, are broken. Do... How? They roll too air, damn fucking air. The DM always rolls good. Air, air, air this dirty laundry. What's up? What's going on? How are you feeling? Is that what you, you do? Wouldn't you good. wash it and then air it? I roll you, too good. I'm a good. No, roller. he rolls too good. No, I'm a really good roller. I seldom fail. It's. Well, he's the GM. He's not supposed to roll super well every. Yeah, time. the GM always rolls super well. It's those aluminum dice. They roll really well. I stopped really using good. all my other dice. Uh, okay, Cole. What's what's the problem? Give me some stories here, bud. Okay, you've killed two characters in this game and brought one back to life immediately, and it wasn't me. <laughs> Ah, it's part of the plot. You yeah, killed know. yourself, sir. Yeah, yeah. You kept using your your feet to get back up while you are well below in the negatives of health, and thus you are bleeding out. So when you did fall down, you were you were dead. You're you're like you're like uh, in every action movie where the guy has been shot and stabbed so many times, but it's like it's unrealistic how he's still getting up. And then by the time he does do something, by the end of it, he just falls over and he dies. And it goes, mm, bittersweet. Except the difference is they accomplished something. Your character yeah, really did. didn't. Oh, <laughs> and then and then in the background of the movie, they play, I got knocked down. They wouldn't be winning any awards for that, but hey, sure. But no, that particular had- character that was being talked about I will admit I built very badly and did not do very well with that character. And I kind of like, oh, he was a samurai elf that was 
broken and I did not I I was putting too much thought into what a real samurai does instead of focusing on what is important what the game basis has makes his biggest strength to be. That's metagaming though. Like I know Cole like, does that a lot. How do you metagame when you make you like cool. I don't know, I just make a character that I have a cool idea for and if oh, I like yeah, the character the thing, enough, the I will be with... determined to keep them alive. But and the, the, the DM will reward my enthusiasm with items and bonuses because I am more willing to role play and get my and like interject. He you gets know, yeah, points. like I get inspiration points all the time because I'll be like, "Hark, he apparently <laughs> no," because I hit on all the ladies and the the and um, I guess. Uh, no, uh, what <laughs> happened with his it. with his character, uh, the samurai? The character is built around a uh, um, a cavalier, not a horse. He's just not a horse. You're you did get a horse. So a cavalier, uh, a cavalier character uh, is a fighter slash support character. So he's a fighter, uh, but he has a lot of abilities that's meant to like rally the troops and buff troops. Uh, and there is also abilities for archery in there. And I yes. kinda and I kinda grabbed onto the archery part with a with a ten But then like, you started it with the sword part part. So you had like yeah. half sword, half archery. So you were kind of like not really good at either, and you just couldn't hit with either. So you go up there with your sword and you couldn't hit them because you didn't really buff your sword a whole lot. So when you did hit, you did lots of damage. You just never hit because you didn't have like the hit for it. And then every time you shot with your bow, I think you hit with your bow quite a bit, but you just never any damage with it. And I, then you I, had a, the only reason I did damage with the bow was because I specifically took a bow that did damage because it took my strength modifier. Here's the yes. thing, though. Here's the thing. Tyler, you've never actually played D&D as a character. You've only ever DM'd. He has, he, he, no. Yes, he has. I did, yeah. Oh, well, you're a fucking liar then. Rob, no, I did. It was no, my, uh, excuse me. Is my, I'm going to talk to the truth. My duelist people. character. I told you about my duelist character. Rob. His yes. name was Francesco Della Huerta. Shut the he fuck was up. It's Rob's turn. Rob, have you ever played any uh, D&D or any games like this? And what was your most long-standing one? Once. It oh, went I'm on for 17 hours. What? That's yes. it? There was a lot of Mountain Dew. That's good. But I have not had a sip of Mountain hours. Dew ever since that one. I That's also have not played that session. since that yeah. one. So it was one 17-hour session. Yes, so I haven't done it in 14 years. God. Can we get an online... Can we do that? Can we have an online one? Tyler, you remember Maruk, right? What words was that? Those were words you just said? You remember Marlupa? the Star Wars game, correct? Oh, okay. We had uh, a player who was 2,000 kilometers away. Yes, we did. Away. I know we did. Yes, I, I, I know. That's why I'm saying... That's why I'm saying... I know it's plausible because we've done it already. Uh, yeah, so we had our... Cole's roommate uh, was living in... Um, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yes. Was it Nebraska? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's like in Nebraska University. He was working there. I thought it was something more south than that. Um, yeah. Uh, and he would just join us in with Skype. Skype, and he would... Uh, um, would uh, We eventually... we never He never had his camera going, but we had a camera, and then we would just pan the camera down on the table because we use miniatures, and we have the mat all set out. And so every time... 
you just have to be listening and be there for it. Um, but when there is fighting, you can just like look at the screen of whatever is there and then you know what's going on. So yeah. Um, it's, you can do it. I know you can do it. I tried to do it one time too. Uh, and if we figure, and if we figure out, I used a D twenty um, yeah. to roll. What? So actually, when I started our game, I also did it again with another group of people online. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem is, no one ever showed up. Oh, and only one person did. And do you know who it is? Oh, you've met them. Hmm. Mama Samu. Yeah, he already got it. Just like yeah. that. Um, yeah. She is, she's the only one ever showed up. And like after three games of like only her ever showing up, uh, it was just like, well, I guess this is where we call it because at this point it's not really worth it. Because like I, I was just made her super powerful and had her walk through the campaign. Well, it was weird because like uh when you're DMing, it's a big thing to have uh characters riff off each other because mm. sometimes like when i'm it, it's it's entertaining to watch characters tell him what we did this week this week oh snap so this week um uh what happens this was a, uh this was a um one of our uh um, episodes filler episodes it's it's one of the uh rest and relaxation sessions because what happens is like you'll dungeon uh the way i really run games is like a dungeon crawl is like You'll have some RP stuff, but then once you hit the dungeon, it's like you go into full dungeon crawler mode, and it's very, um, very methodical of like how you fight, and it just turns into fighting, um, and not a whole lot of RPing during the dungeon crawl phase. But when it does, uh, you then end up with a lot of loot and a lot of stuff, and then you basically just got to go back to town and empty. <laughs> Yeah, empty, uh, decompress your characters, uh, fix a whole bunch of things that you know are wrong. And what happens is people normally forget to do that on their own time. Like after the session ends, people don't go and fix their character. Some do, some don't. Uh, but it's it's good to have that during a session too. Like you, you do lose a session. Um, but it does help that it characters can sit around uh, if they have any questions or information, they can bounce it off of other people easier where they go, what's this thing? And then instead of just sitting alone at home going, I have no idea. This is, I've lost interest in this and too much to think about that they then someone goes, oh, that's this. You can use it like this or this or that, or this is explaining some rules of something. And, it, or then they can also think of ideas to bounce techniques off each other. Yeah. Like, you use this attack, that means I use this attack, and we blow the Except whole... Except that uh, uh, we get annoyed at Cole because he's, he's never making decisions. He's just constantly asking what everyone else wants. It's like, should I do this or this? And people are like, I don't know. It's your character, man. It's like, well, I want to know what's best for the group. And we're like, no, Cole, just decide. It's your character. Build them yourself. Yeah, um, yeah I've since slowed down, that down a bit and kind of just went my own direction, but... Anyways, so they had uh, also building things like building magic equipment and all crafting stuff. It takes a certain amount of time to do it. So you have to like take weeks to build stuff. So uh, leveling up and then going back to a big town that has or a city that has everything uh, is very important to like then have a week of just building, selling all your junk, getting money, um, crafting. And then uh, this this time... 
uh, one of the characters RP'd it up and was like, you know, we've started like we've been we've in real life like in this time I started this game like three years ago, um, but in actuality in the game time it's only been like three months. Um, so my characters are like we've been out fighting and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. We need to stop. And We've actually like, gone through three different new characters for people. Like, yes. Yep. I know. Like one character. Yeah, because like um, one character uh, player decided to change characters, and then got a different one, and then can and then I, my character died, and I made a new one. Yeah. So we had new, two so. new characters. So uh, what it is is uh, one character is like we should just have our characters have a party and drink and fund everything and just have a good time and socialize because they haven't done any of that really they've just been going from quest to quest and there's really nothing tying them together right now um so they did that and then on the on the on the fly i just kind of came up with a skill drinking game where there's different types of alcohol ranging from a light like a light beer dark ale wine uh was it cocktail spirits Cocktails, spirits, and then specials, which are, and then each one of those had uh, a associated fortitude save with them. So clearly, a light beer had a lower save, and this is like if you failed that save, then your character was starting to get drunk. And there's like three stages of drunk. There's uh, if you fail, if you can drink that and keep hitting your fortitude save, then your character will never get drunk. Uh, but the harder the alcohol, the higher the save is. So the you have to have a higher fortitude or really good ass roll uh, where essentially you'll get drunk quicker with that. But if you did make your fortitude save, then you could give out those drinks to other people. So it's like uh, everyone, the first part of the round, uh, everyone picked a drink and then they rolled their fort save to see if they entered stage one of getting drunk, which was tipsy. And if they failed, then they're now And you got a little bonus, didn't you? Uh, like with, anything physical or something like that. Oh yeah, getting drunk, you get like weird mental bonus. Those those didn't really apply to this. Um, so if you got your drink, then you could start giving out drinks. Um, and again, the uh, less alcohol, the less drinks you could give out. The stronger the alcohol, the more drinks you could give out. And so you could give out harder drinks if you made your success, your fortitude save on like a special, which had a. DC of like 24 which is hard to make um, so with that we went through the hour so it was like first hour um, you made you took your drink and you see if you made it and then the second part of that hour is then you had your drinks to give out to everyone and then you could either like the character could accept the drink and then the how you won the game is by lasting the longest and also having the most drinks um, so how you lose is by not taking drinks and failing quickly um, or getting really awesome drinks and then like passing out drunk because at stage three, you basically you're at blackout drunk territory. You have to start making a lot of fortitude saves to not just pass out drunk right there. Um, so what happened is um, in the first hour, yeah, you take your drink and then you had drinks to give out and then, uh, you want to be taking drinks. You want to kind of balance it where you want to be having drinks, but you don't want to be taking a bunch of drinks at once that are also really hard to drink. So if someone took like a special, then they could give out like three special drinks. And it's just like, oh, that's a hard drink to take. So 
you have to kind of deny it. And then the character has to come up with some kind of way to make you take this drink that's hard to take so that you'll get drunk you and then pass out. telling people to take a drink, Tyler. My God, I think you killed the audience. I know, this is hard. Uh, so yeah, that's what it is. It's it's part of it. There, and, and each of us had like keywords. Like some nah, of, that was just your own rules that you. Oh yeah, we with. like some of us had keywords to world. convince us to drink, so they would have to wouldn't fight it. Like there was one, the character who was organizing the game decided no matter how many drinks I get, I'm gonna drink them all. Yeah, she, his character is a female, and he was just like, I'm or I want to go drink. I want our characters to drink, and I'll, I'm just gonna take every drink. I don't care. I'm here to have fun. I want to get drunk. So if you give me drinks. I'm going to take him. Um, and then his uh, his character, a girl, has a brother who recently died and came back and is now half undead. Was like, I'm not going to drink tonight. I don't really know what it'll do to me. So that was part of the game was trying to convince him to take drinks. Um, and then the other two characters were like, I'll take, depending on the drink, they take it or not take it because... Uh, they can take taking a light drink is easy to do. It's just like a light beer with a fortitude uh, twelve, which is thing most is, people can make the, that. The thing we kind of played off each other is that if we um, took if someone was taking light drinks, everybody teamed up on that person and gave them drinks. <laughs> oh no, that was the thing. Uh, that was just part of the rules. Is like when you play a drinking game, it's just like okay, who is the least drunk right now? You're getting all my drinks. And it was just yeah. So I was so mad because I got I I, I beat, got the biggest drink. I was like, oh good, I passed it. And then someone gave me a drink. I drank it, and then I passed out, and I couldn't give my three drinks away. I was yeah. so ticked. Well, I told you, just like you didn't have to accept the drink. It was like, yes, well, I know, I know. You you had your rules of anything that had to do with like religion, and people were like, for the gods, uh, for religion, for all this for the very church, new, for the yeah, church, and you're like, oh, I've got to take this drink now. I'm like, no, you don't. That's your own arbitrary rule. You just made yeah, that up. was my own arbitrary rule. Yes. Uh, our other character who plays the character's name is Neville. Had it was like it was the first one. If you could guess the words, then it counted. So it was just like, oh, for nature, and there's like, okay, that's fair. But this one time, and then if you use nature again, it's like now you got to come up with something better. Uh, and then he started keep getting ones in his mind what were good. And but were if you use like up on skills, him. you know, so that it wasn't just like random words out in the ether or just no, like that was just that. That was their own. That was their. That was their. Game. It was just was, like anything he could come up with. Yeah, uh, like I said, is like if a person uh, declines your drink, then you can come up with any any reason for any skill to try and figure out how to get them to drink. It could be a bluff. It could be a disguise. So that happened. There was bluffing. There was disguising. There was. I was hoping for someone just to accept accept the drink and then use sleight of hand to not take the drink. Mm. No one thought that far. Oh. I, that was the first thing I thought of doing. But the thing is, the only person that really had a good sleight of hand technique was the bard. Yeah, the one who wasn't drinking. And he also had the best sense motive, so he would always sense things. Um, but uh, what else? Uh, the alchemist was good. Was like The alchemist used his uh, used her alchemy role to say, um, just well, water. This, it's just, this is just alcohol. It should theoretically do nothing to your body, and you should be fine. So you could just use, use any skill you want. It's, like a, it's a, a chance to RP and be creative with your skills and use them as creatively as you can. Uh, there is intimidation checks happened a lot to intimidate people into drinking. Um, if I'd been the alchemist, I would have tried to like nullify it, you know? Like, 
Yeah, there you go. Nullified. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of people that are immune to poison. Although our alchemist uh, actually, yeah, our alchemist was actually the one that wanted to get super drunk, so it doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. played an alchemist before. Playing yeah. an alchemist is the bomb. Oh God. But uh, <laughs> no, no, that was fun. I I had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with that because there was a change of pace. We had like a weird drinking game with our characters, and it was a good RP session coming up with great. The other time. Uh, that was like, I just made that on the spot. The other time was another t- thing I also made. On, breaking, I'm breaking now of how good at things I am. Uh, I made on the spot when Cole. Any different than any other day. Uh, yeah, uh, we're talking about a lot of art. Hi, I'm Tyler, stuff. and I'm the bragging one. So, uh, Cole, <laughs> his character, um, there is a town Magnamar went to. There is a Coliseum in this town. And he wanted to go fight in the Coliseum because he had a fighter. And then I was like, okay, there's the uh, bronze, silver, and gold. What they call them that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call them something like that. And then platinum. Platinum. Yes, there was like these tiers to fight in. And they're like the certain certain levels to go in. And Cole's just like, I'll enter all four. I'm like, are you sure about that? And he's like, yes. I'm like, okay, it costs this much for each one. Of course, the bronze is like level one through five characters. Uh, and it's like the cheapest one to enter. So you had to have an entry fee to get into it. Uh, and so Cole then I wanted to pay for all of them. Didn't actually have the money for all of them. Uh, and then when he got into, so it was like, it was one to five, five to 10, 10 to 15, and then 15 to 20 levels. So when he got into the higher levels, the third uh, instead of me playing the uh, NPC, like, I just picked a bunch of NPC characters that were in those levels of characters. Um, I then just gave the stats out uh, over our Telegram, like our chat thing. And so everyone, I was like, who wants to play a character? And they're like, oh, I do, I do, I do. And then we just put the characters on the board. And so all the other PCs, all all my other players who weren't in this Coliseum, I just gave them a character. And so... Tried to beat the crap out of of me. Yeah, well, because they get in there and and then we started like making little RPs of like making characters and they're just like... (laughs) Uh, when you got into the higher levels, it was like noblemen fighting because they were just rich noblemen that had money to have armor and being knights. So it was like, oh, I'm Sir Lancelot of the Lancelots. We lance a lot. <laughs> we did something similar. We are playing uh, a giant campaign. Like, there's giants in it. I don't remember the name of it. It's it's a fifth edition. And uh, the town was getting attacked by giants, and we had an opportunity to rally people, and then we got... Uh, character sheets and then he just sent us yeah he did the same thing he sent us photos of the pages from the book and we like it was all written out as like your character has a secret your character has this relation to what was going on and my character was actually like the son of the person the giants were looking for it was just it was neat it was it was cool to it was was a break in playing your character all the time and especially like for me i tend to make characters who are similar to me uh because it's just easier for me and then like I don't know. Like, I'd like to stretch myself more. And that was an opportunity to force myself to do that because, yes, I would like to, like, be, like, a male barbarian or, like, do, like, a super wise character. You know, like, I tend to do, like, social, outgoing, good characters. Uh, But do I really want to commit to that character for a year, uh, two years, you know, however long? Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's a funny idea for a second, some of these character ideas, but, like, I'm just going to pick something I'm kind of comfortable with and we'll have fun with. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a problem I see is like I think of characters that are like that'd be an interesting character and kind of funny, but it would get old quickly. Um, so, yeah, but then I've got other characters. I'm always afraid of picking the character that like is like me because um, like very, I could very easily pick a character that's like me and then uh, it was somehow uh, it'd be out and uh, I fell into that when I played Star Wars where I made a character who was a scout but then it slowly quickly devolved into just a mechanic type character that was like fixing things all the time um, because it as a scout character, it was like that's equivalent to like a ranger, uh, but it had like a kind of a mechanical subset of it to fix things to get through life. Uh, but then I ended up just seeming easy to fix things because it always the problem my, my <coughs> mind always went to first thing was like, oh, there's a problem with a door or or this thing's not running. I was like, well, I guess I could just fix it. And then I just started buffing that up. And then my character just quickly changed into who I am already, who just likes to make and build and fix stuff. And that was me. And I already like acted like myself for that character. I didn't really do any, um, any real outgoing, crazy type of character. Did you uh, talk about your uh, mage that you did or that? What was it? It was a sorcerer. No, I never made a sorcerer. Oh, the war priest. No, I'm talking about the one with the magic item. Oh, that was a- oh, yes, yes. Um, oh, I remember correctly. Yes, that is a sorcerer. That was a D&D sorcerer. Um, I thought you were still talking about Pathfinder. I was like, nope. I never made a Pathfinder sorcerer. Uh, yes. Um, that is another character that is played like me. Uh, I, I just played him kind of charismatic, kind of intelligent. Stroke, stroke my ego. Stroke it. Uh, uh. Um, yes, it was uh, It was funny because like uh, for D&D, for sorcerers, it's their power is something um, comes from something. So it's either like they made a pact with a devil or they uh, ancient gods of some kind or some kind of cursed item. And I went, I went with the cursed item thing, but normally um, normally the pact and stuff is made uh, willingly. So they're like going out of the way to get power uh, where mine was, I got I found I was a scholar type character. Uh, I found a book. The book was evil and had a curse upon it and it bound with me. And so it started giving me power. So all my powers are from this book, but I don't want to be bound with the book. So it's like a tear out itself to uh, this book is like a trans dimensional uh, otherworldly book that's seeping power into me through it. And so I'm getting all my power from it but I sort of cursed with the book. And so I've got to like balance the using my powers uh, to then get rid of my powers. Um, And also the character, the book that kept pulling um, pop culture, pop culture from our world. And so I would say random things to that. And when I was asked about it, I was like, I have no idea. My mind instantly slotted this thing and I didn't know what it was because that was my character uh so i could use pop culture references all the time for things but then when characters would be like oh man just like a slinky and people were like what the hell is a slinky and i go i don't know that just popped in my mind for some reason we did use it for 
uh, a plot device sometimes. So if we didn't know what we're doing or where to go, uh, DM would be the like, say this. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, here's a plot device. Um, I would just randomly say something. Um, yeah. That was my sorcerer. Well, was, anyways. Yeah. That might be the nerdiest thing we've ever talked about. Oh, yes. What? How yes. can it be? This is a nerdy yes. podcast. Yes. I don't think you can judge. I would argue that cosplaying is nerdier than D&D. What about cosplaying your D&D character? Oh, that is, uh, that is next level nerd. Oh, so, is now the uh, time to bring out my Pathfinder cosplay? <laughs> 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 I want to cosplay Iconic Sorceress with my friend as Iconic Witch. Nice. Great. That's cool. You don't know what that is. That's fine. Oh, but all the skulls and the fox and all the tattoo. Oh, all the tat, all the body tattoo. She, that sorcerer is barely wearing anything. You see all sorts of thigh. Are you talking oh, about sorceress I, or witch? Sorceress. Or are you just like fantasizing it both simultaneously? Uh, the witch, you see, I guess you see a lot of, th the witch has more clothing. Uh, but the sorceress, it's just like, it's just robes, just like boobs. And that's what it's got. You see a lot of side boob and you see a lot of side thigh. That's a sorcerer. You see a lot of you see a lot of skin on the sorcerer. I just so like, like um, an airbrush. I have a cricket and an airbrushing thing now, and she has all these really cool tattoos. And I think that'd be a really fun yes. opportunity to airbrush those on and feel fancy. Yeah, I get the and weird feeling that my airbrush kit's about to go and get abducted. I already have one. Oh, do you? I, I, I got an airbrush kit. I haven't had a time to play with it yet, though, because Pax and I. Can't really try a new skill right before con. You know, uh, like you can't speed build with new skills, or you can, but you'll might end up ruining everything and crying. Yeah, so I that's the I thing. Do, I, I do I do agree on the cosplaying of character. So uh, every time I've had a character, I've always like started making stuff for it. So my uh, Twi'lek for Star Wars. Uh, oh, I was a Twi'lek. I made the hat. I have the hat. I can go get the hat. It's over there. I'll go get the hat. We later. are on an audio medium. It does not matter if you have the hat. And oh. yet he's going to do it anyway. I will still get it. So I have the hat. Uh, it's in my colors and everything because it was purple. With the only light thing was is that we were recording the podcast as well. When recording yeah, it, video. it was recording it and we also had it on Twitch at the for parts of it. And yeah, he needed the hat. So and then with uh, with over on oh, no, Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch RPG. What? Yes. Uh, with Shadowrun, um, I 3D printed Sombra's gun and then like made some neon green glasses and then made a mask and everything because my character was like a tech romancer that had a, SG, <laughs> uh, a submachine gun with, and then he was also a terrorist at one point. So I had my terrorist mask I put on. Uh, he was an ex terrorist though, uh, <laughs> gun with a wrong crowd. <laughs> but then stuff happened and yeah 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 so i like i made all my props then so like i had my cosplay for my character for my tech romancer um yeah man i just like you build a character you invest in it and you think it's cool and you know what it looks like and then you're like i could just make that and wear that and go around with my oc character yeah i've seen people enter a cosplay contest with their dnd characters i see nothing yeah. wrong with this yeah. nope nothing at all it's, I think it's fun. I, more like go to fairs as their D and D characters, which I'd be more likely sense, to though. do that. 
like especially it's been really popular ever since we've had all these like uh, D and D RPG type podcasts. Um, uh, to tieflings are really popular these days for cosplay, like uh, for red fairs. A lot of people are doing like horns. Aren't they always popular though? I uh, had a tiefling once. I, I had a Did tiefling you? sorcerer in three point five. Uh, that was that was uh was that three point five? No, that was fourth edition. Um, God, that was in high school, and that was with um, uh, Cole, Braden Phipps. Um, who else was in that group? I can only remember Braden's name. Colin, Colin was in that group. Um, the colorblind dude. What was colorblind? Jordan. Yep. Yes. Um, that was with that group. We I Ethan? played D and D with them. Ethan. Ethan wasn't in that group. He was a prep. He was I'm, I'm just picking up names. No, he was... What? No. What's wrong with you? Tech kids. Come on now. Um, <laughs> okay. Ethan was tech. He is now, but no, not hey, back then. This he is was... really oh. interesting people who don't know who Ethan is. Like, literally everybody. Tell us more about this Ethan you speak Ethan of. Ethan is irrelevant. But Ethan sounds so interesting. Ethan broke my heart. <gasps> he, uh, he battles robots Ethan now. Ethan is dead to me. <laughs> Defend my honor. <laughs> yeah, him, him, and Don battle robots now. So, yeah, cool. Okay, he's dead to me, but he sounds kind of awesome too. Yeah, he's also really. I good love battle bots, but that's the topic for another time. Yep. So we have found ourselves on this path of this conversation, and I feel like this path is coming to an end. So we are finding the end of the the path. That we are finding. Pathfinder, Starfinder. Talk about Starfinder. No, no, totally, no. <laughs> please. Cole, real quick, do you ever uh, feel like when your DM speaks, like, okay, my friend is my DM, and well, and whenever he speaks or like tells me to do something, I feel like I, I feel more like likely to do it you know like his voice is authoritative to me now like because we've been playing DD for like oh hell like six seven years together like i don't know every time he's like amy can you me? like i don't know like not and i just don't think twice about it i don't know if that happens for you either well it's hard to say because my gm is literally on in this podcast um <laughs> And you don't listen to Tyler. But, so. No, I don't listen to Tyler. No, um, uh, it's just me. Then. He knows and has can can say that we have butted heads in small what? ways. You two really? No, 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 no. Like, I don't believe like, it. I, like I have an idea, and then he gives me like 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 I try and do something, and I try and weasel my the action in, but he'll still say oh. no. It's not just me that says that. It's everyone no, else at the table no. is also going. No, oh, it's not just him. That are you work. a party jacker? <laughs> you jack the narrative, Cole. Uh, like, no, he it? he meta games a lot, and uh, I try not like, to, but it's hard not to. Yeah. It's only in my you, opinion. Um, he'll meta game a lot, and then it'll be like he'll his character will all of a sudden do something out of just the randomness of whatever's going on, and we're like, Cole, your character doesn't know this. Don't check and you're that's metagaming. He's like, fine. Um, it's the other character. Uh, it's it's James who will always try and break the rules or find the loophole. 
because he's also a GM and a very yeah. very well uh, seasoned one. So he knows he knows a lot of the rules, and so he's gonna always tries to find the loophole in it. Like, well, technically, this is like this, and I go, no, that's 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 stretching it too. You know, it's true. He goes, oh my, he knows he knows he's trying to stretch it because he's seeing what he can get away with. So, two yeah. sides of the coin. All right. Well, I think we should wrap it up. I think we rolled a crit for, I've rolled a one for uh, segues today. So well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you can listen to us. You're listening to us right now. Whatever you're listening to us on this, this thing that you're listening, however you found this, you can just find it here again. It'll still be here, but more of it. Uh, so those are places are iTunes and SoundCloud and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and Google Play. And Google Play. Google Play Music Play, Podcast. We've been talking about like uh, MX3K9000. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean,